can't tell the difference between my waking life and dreams. Can I tell you a secret? Your mind is a pendulum swinging between realities. Your identities are not something to be feared, but something to be welcomed. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Multiverse Monologues, a podcast where we like to travel across the multiverses and fandoms that we love. Today, we'll be traveling to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and discussing Moon Knight, Episode 1 and 2, The Goldfish Problem, and Summon the Suit. But before we get too far into this, if you're listening on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe. And if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure you give us a five-star review. And make sure you're following us to stay up to date on everything we do. We got a lot going on in Multiverse Monologues, and we just want to make sure you're involved with it. But yeah, joining me today is Micah Hatton. Micah, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, I'm wearing my my Mr. Knight shirt. Uh, It's just white. It's just a white t-shirt. Right on, yeah. But yeah, getting in in character, (laughs) in costume. All right. So what what have you thought of these first two episodes of Moon Knight? Yeah, so... um, just for, for me, I had never heard of Moon Knight before watching this show. I mean, there's been podcasts where everyone's like, oh, Moon Knight's coming out. So I know just whatever's been in the hype train going up to mm-hmm. the show. So um, I, I really enjoyed these first two episodes. I like what they're doing with the character. I don't know if it's comic book accurate, but from what they're doing, I, I like it. So um, ready to see more. Yeah, yeah. And Marvel's always done that thing where they adapt from the comics, but they don't do it in the like uh, precise way that the comics have done it. So yeah, there are some changes to Steven's character and Mr. Knight, which we saw in episode two. But overall, I think, like you said, it's a really good story and they're doing it really well. But I, I don't know, what are you what are you feeling about this show? How How's it doing? How have they set up the characters and the situations? Yeah, uh, I love the, uh, the character relations that we see in this. So uh, the main character, Steven, has um, some sort of multi-personality disorder. And um, that means that he has him in his body as well as Mark Spector, as well as Khonshu, the Egyptian god. Yeah, yeah. They're all in this body. And it's also hinted that there might be more uh, personalities in this guy. I don't know. I'm sure Ethan might know more about that than I do. But because um, you've read the comics, right? I've re- so I've read the Lemire run and some of the Bendis stuff. So okay. Not too crazy. I do have a little more knowledge on the characters and what's happening. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there are more person. I don't know if we want to get into that stuff because I don't know if we want the people to experience the show as it goes. So maybe we just want to talk about things that have happened. Yeah. So, um, so far, I'm really liking the relationships between every character, especially between Oscar Isaac's character and... Also, Isaac, yes, Oscar yes. Isaac's character. Uh, so, Mark Spector and Stephen Grant, their uh, their relationship and how they they just are always like. Uh, Mark Spector hates him. He's like, "Come on, give me the body, man. We can do. I mean, I can do this. You can't do this." And um, we especially see this in episode two. Episode one, he gives in and he's like, "All right, I'm about to be killed by this by this uh, jackal." dog dude uh-huh. he's about to kill me in this bathroom so i'm just gonna hand it over to you mark and you can get this out of the way and um i like how we we're seeing this character development where uh steven feels more capable uh we even see it in that short amount of time that we've had with 
Mr. Knight. Yeah. Um, he gets familiar with his powers, and he's like, wow, I can actually throw this punch, and he rolls up his sleeves. And <laughs> yeah, that was such a cool scene. Yeah, what about you? What do you think about the character development so far? Oh, I'm them? really enjoying it, especially with Steven. I like how they uh, start us off in Steven's body, and we get to learn the world of Moon Knight and Mark through Steven's fresh eyes, because he's learning this world for the first time, as are we. And I really enjoy that perspective of just him not knowing what's happening. I like the mystery unfolding and uh, just seeing Stephen just struggling with what he thinks is a sleep disorder. Mm-hmm. But what we're slowly learning is much bigger than that. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of a um, um, when you you know there's that cliche of uh, or that trope where the main character has amnesia. So that's why that's the reason why he's getting all this information as exposition. It's like. Hey, Mark, I'm not Mark. Uh, okay, well, I'm going to tell you this anyway, Mark, because I know you're Mark. Like what we see with Layla and and uh, Steven uh-huh. uh, a lot. Steven has no idea what's going on, but Layla has a lot of things going on. And she knows what's going on. And she's like, Mark, snap out of it. Come on, put on the suit, put on the suit. And uh, I really like how they give a good excuse as to why the character has no knowledge of what's going on. So Yeah, because you, you get Mark saying in episode two, how before now there's been a line drawn between these different personalities and for the first time i think so mark's always had a handle on it he's kind of the babysitter is what you can pick up from this he's taking care of the other personalities but uh right now we're seeing steven learn it for the first time you get mark say that in the episode so i think all that stuff is great yeah um well we want to talk about layla i really like Layla's character so uh, with Layla, that is Mark's Mark. So the other personality of Stephen's wife, and that kind of blew me away. I'm like, how does how does Mark have that much time? In it really puts you in perspective for how much time Mark spends uh, taking control of Stephen's body. And it also begs the question: How long has Stephen been? Yeah, I was thinking about that today. Like, how long has has Mark been in? Yeah, one. How long has Mark been in Stephen's body? And also, is that Stephen's body? Yeah. So that's based, what I was thinking. Based on just in the show, you see Mark's passport. Mm. So based on just that, you can deduct that Mark uh, is the main holder of the body, mm. and it also in the comics he is too. But uh, you also get that scene where the police pick up Stephen and they tell him what Mark did, how he killed all those people in the desert. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought that was that was really... Yeah, that, that makes the show even better because we're looking at a side character this whole time. Yes. <laughs> Steven isn't even the main character anymore. Uh, I mean, for the first two episodes it is, and it's fleshing out this this uh, second personality of Mark Spector, who I guess is the main character now. <laughs> yeah, and I really appreciated that about episode two is because the end of episode one, I figured, okay, we're done with Steven. We're done focusing on him. He'll still be part of the show, but Mark's going to be the main character of episode two. But no, I, I really enjoyed how they still followed it through Steven. And the whole episode was his internal struggle of just fighting his inner Mark. You know, yeah. he, he didn't want to submit the body because, you know, that's a tough thing. Giving up control of your own body. That's like, that's your temple, you know. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I, I like that whole struggle between the, his inner self. Yeah, and I like the the struggle that Layla has with him too, because Layla hasn't seen him. It is Layla, right? I'm getting that. Yep. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, Layla. yeah. So Layla hasn't seen Mark in what a year, 
something like that? More than a year? I think, so the phone call last week, I think she said a couple months. I'm not sure it's been a year. Okay. So it's been a long time since Layla has seen uh, Mark. And from what we've gathered, um, it was right after they had divorce papers signed. Mm-hmm. So now there's more of a storyline that we can we can delve into with that relationship between Layla and Mark. Um, so I like how um, Layla thinks that Steven is still Mark, but with yes. memory loss, uh-huh. and she just goes with it. She's like, towards the end, she's like, okay, I know you're in there. I know that you remember these things, but or that you experience these things and that you are this person. And yeah, it really begs the question, did Mark have... Uh DID before he married Layla. Because mm. you'd think if they're married, unless Mark's just really good at hiding things, he that uh, she would have found out about this crazy yeah. deal with his body. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. Are they setting it up to where Steven is a brand new character? Is he new to this world or has he always been a part of Mark from a very young age? Yeah. I wonder if um, Steven started when Layla... Uh, or I wonder if he, I wonder if he started when Kanchu took over, because I don't know how long he's been Moon Knight. Yeah, but he's definitely been fighting, you know, as a Merc for way earlier than that with Layla. So I'm wondering if this is new. Moon Knight is new. No, no, because she's seen him with the suit. So I wonder if it was a side effect of having Kanchu in the body. Yeah. So I, I liked what you said about a second ago. Is you were talking about Layla and uh, Steven. And we saw how when Layla goes to the apartment, she's like, no way, this is my favorite poet. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe like Stephen was created as sort of a way to deal with Layla's, the divorce of Layla. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that could, that would be a really interesting, because we see that Stephen and Layla get along so well, because they, they have all these things in common and Layla's only frustrated at Stephen because Stephen is a mark right now. But Layla needs Stephen to be Mark, and um, Stephen doesn't want to be Mark. <laughs> yeah, so it'd be – have you seen Free Guy yet? I have not yet. No, I need okay. to. okay. So I won't spoil the movie, but basically the end of the plot is you realize something very similar has happened. Uh, a person made – are you going to – you plan on watching it? That's fine if you spoil it. All right, so spoilers for Free Guy. So at the end, uh, the whole movie is about a video game and uh, – it follows Guy, who's a character in the video game, and then a player of the video game. I forget her name. But she actually falls in love with Guy mm. in the video game. But then at the end of the movie, it's revealed that uh, Steve Harrington, the actor, I forget his name, uh, his character. Oh, he's in there too? I don't know. Yeah, that. he's in the movie. That's his funny. character designed Guy um, sort of as a love letter to uh, the girl he had a real crush on. But she ended up falling in love with Guy. So I'm thinking maybe as Mark's or uh, Steven's personality part of that? Did mm. Mark create it? Yeah, like is Mark to... is Mark splitting himself internally to yeah. focus more on uh, honing in his skills, and then Steven is honing, uh, focusing on honing in his his relationship with Layla. Yeah, okay. that could be it. Yeah, so that'd be a really interesting plot, Marvel. If you're if you're listening, you can <laughs> you can. There's still time to refilm those episodes, and I know that we sparked a couple couple ideas in your head there, Marvel. So. <laughs> yeah, so let's let's talk about Kanchu. What do you think of Kanchu? So Kanchu, uh, he's the he's like the actual guy with the yes. Okay, yeah, I 
think he's creepy. Uh-huh. Um, I like the. I know that they, they're big fans of Morbius over there, so they they did that throw that Morbius reference in there with the hallway and the lights, because <laughs> um, Morbius did come out first. So just want to point that out. Hey, Morbius was supposed to come back way back in. Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, the guys at Moon Knight they saw that and they're like, "Wow, that's great. We gotta we gotta put one of those. We gotta put a Morbius. Scenes. Yep, a Morbius yeah. reference into Moon Knight." Uh, I just couldn't stop thinking because they still had the the lights uh, turn on as they're walking directly underneath them in that storage facility, and they turn on with that big, uh-huh. and then they turn off with a, and then, and lights don't turn on like that. In real there, it it sounds many, like a whole breaker switch. I don't know. Have you ever been in a hallway where the lights do that? No, I've never, I, I've been, never seen a hallway like that. Where now, is where's the budget that tight uh-huh. where the electricity bill is so important? <laughs> like I've only I've only ever seen that kind of stuff in movies and stuff. Yeah. I've never actually encountered it. So I've I've been in buildings where they do have automatic lights for sections of the yeah, building. Yeah, like big massive. Yeah, it, it might like, be it might be like five lights at a time. Not one a, yeah, a single. singular light and you have to be underneath it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've never had that before. Um, I, I, I like how um, Kanchu is this huge, powerful deity, uh-huh. and he's still restrained by the stupidity of Steven yes. and his incooperativeness. Uh-huh. So, do you understand what Kanchu is and yeah, what's yeah. going on with him? Yeah, I, I kind of understand. Do you want? Do you want to? Is there anything you might? Yeah. So basically, uh, comics-wise, Mark, Mark dies in front of Kanchu and Kanchu. Yeah, we kind of get that that yeah. hint. Where got killed execution style uh-huh. in the back of the head. So but. Kanchu agrees to resurrect Mark if Mark is in service of Kanchu. So basically that's what the dynamic we're getting. And of course, Steven and whatever other personalities we get, who knows if we'll get any more. I think in the comics there's five, but counting Moon Knight and Mr. Knight. But we'll see how many we get. But I'm really, I'm really digging Kanchu and just what he's bringing to the show. Because you think, all right, they're introducing uh, Egyptian gods into the Marvel universe. It's going to feel really weird. But when you think about it, we already got gods in the universe. Mm-hmm. We got Celestials and even Thor. And Thor, like, we don't look at him as really a god. I think. Yeah, they actually came out and said that he's a, that the uh, Asgardians are now a species considered. And, it's, and mm-hmm. Thor is not a god in a way that we would think he's, he's more of a... Uh, a species with a ability because of the things he wields, so mm. okay. and his bloodline. So it's no different than a, a superhero. Yeah, yeah. but um, with with Kanchu, I think that he would actually be one of those mystical deities that is. He's not. He's not like a a species. He's an an own like different level of. Uh, life, I guess he would yeah. be like a god in that universe. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to see how, uh, so, so yeah, Kanchu has, has taken control of more than just Mark. Yeah. We I like that, that in this episode. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So he has more power than we think, I feel. So I, I hope that we get to see more of Kanchu himself yeah. showing up. Definitely. And I like, so at Disney plus, I'm always real skeptical of just the, the, uh, the six episode, six episode you know, seasons, because mm-hmm. it's so hard to fit a good story into six episodes, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, we're already a third of the way through. But I I think so far they've done really good at making these episodes long in runtime and jam-packed. They are ramping these things yeah. up, man. I mean, we've already, 
encountered so much of the stuff that I wanted to encounter in mm-hmm. this series. And with that, I mean, we'll dive into Arthur. What do you think of Arthur's character? Uh, so Arthur, I think we, he, yeah, we do he, find out that he was in service of Moon Knight. I yeah, mean, he was. If, if we can believe anything he's saying, mm, yeah, if we, yeah, if we are believing that he was a uh, server of Kanchu, then my question is, how did he break free? Mm-hmm. If he was forever in servitude and just one more mission, just one more mission then how come Mark Spector hasn't broken that cycle yet? How come Arthur has broken it? And what was that tipping point? I want to learn more about Arthur's character. I want to hear more about his motives and what caused him to... Is he under the spell of that other god? I don't know what the other... Amit. Amit, yeah. yeah. So Amit is the other god. So there's Khonshu and there's Amit. And Amit is the god of judgment. And um, Amit judges... Things that haven't happened yes, yet. Yeah. And um, Kanshu, much like mercenaries, judge what has happened in the past. Yes. Like, I mean, like anyone else would judge. Yeah. Which I really think this, I really want to highlight is uh, with Amit, is because at the end of Loki, we meet Kang and it is revealed that he has everything planned out. Mm-hmm. Everything anyone has ever done in the Marvel Cinematic Universe was planned by Kang. And so it really does, does Amit have the ability to look at that plan from mm-hmm. Kang? Or is Amit, does Amit transcend Kang? Where, where do you think that lies in there? Yeah, I don't know. So first we have to take a step back. Is Moon Knight in the MCU? Do we know that? Yeah, we do. We do? Yeah, you get a bunch of references in episodes. Not, not huge references, but you get that. Like, um, is it in... That timeline, because I feel like at this, um, so, so this takes place during Winter Soldier time, right? Uh, yeah, around the Yeah, time. so they, there were things happening in Europe in Winter Soldier, and I'm wondering if they're going to cross over a little bit with that, mm. or if there might not be enough time, or, because if it's at the same time, why put it at the same, you know, period, same time area, if you're not going to cross it over with something that's happening at the same time? So... Uh, that makes me wonder, like, is this a different multiverse? Is this a different uh, thing going on here? And then we're going to tie it back in in the future? I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't really think this show is trying to do that. I okay. don't think they're trying to be multi- multiversal. Yeah, it, it would bring it off from yeah. a... Um, I, li- I like the tone they're sticking on. And even how you said, like, if Falcon or Bucky's going to swing in, I, I wouldn't like that either. I think they have to stay the course and... There's so much to do with Moon Knight. Yes, there is. And we've never seen this character before, and I'm already so invested after just two episodes. Mm -hmm. And I'm ready just to uh, keep going. What do you think about about Arthur's viewpoint on everything? So he takes Amit's viewpoint, and then uh, we see Steven kind of leaning towards Khonshu's viewpoint, even though he's an outsider. He's learning both sides at the same time. So what do you think about um, the writing for Arthur's viewpoint? I... I, I mean, I can see the logic in it and what he's believing, but I mean, I, I'm not exactly going to support it. You're not going to go killing children? Yeah, or... like you have that whole argument <laughs> with Steven, yeah, about killing children. So, it, no, it, you, you can't support what Amit and Arthur is doing. Yeah, yeah, the, there's the flaw in Arthur's logic, and I don't know why they don't see it. I know that um, Amit, um, he, or she, Amit judges everything the whole life but then why doesn't Amit just knock everybody out when they're 
infants, you know, straight out of the womb, judge them. And why are they waiting till that one lady was what, 60? Yeah, she was old. 60 or 70. So I was listening to the Phase Zero podcast, and they were talking about how uh, it could be that they're judging based on usefulness. Mm. If they've, because everybody in that community brings something for it. So I'm thinking because that lady was too old. That's why she was judged poorly. Okay. And then that other guy, since he was young, he was still, you know, mid, he, he still had lots of life to live for him, that he was fine. He, yeah. he lived. No, I like that theory a lot because what, how does judging someone if they're good? Because everybody like, does bad things. Yeah. What what book is Ahmed using? To, yeah. What line to, are they crossing that would cause yeah, them to? Because you get Arthur, like, who knows all the crazy stuff he's done, even as Moon Knight. Was that all justified? Like, yeah, yeah. So I think you're... Or is it that second life that he was... Is, is he judging Moon Knight, the body, the whole, everybody in that brain? Or was he judging just Steven? That's what I think. I think he was just judging Steven. Mm-hmm. And um, based on his past and future, everything murder-wise would be pretty much Mark. I don't think Steven's going to kill anybody. Because he has non-lethals, as we see in uh, <laughs> in the Moon Knight poster. Some Billy clubs. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't kill anybody. He hasn't killed anybody yet. Um, but Mark has, and he will continue to kill people. Mm-hmm. So they've had these two episodes. Have had hidden QR codes in each episode. Oh, I didn't I see one know. in the first episode. Yeah, I saw. I saw the one in the second episode. It was in the uh, storage facility was on his door it was on mark specter's storage lockers or room yeah so in the first one it's in the museum when he's talking to that uh girl you can see it in the background on one of the walls but i, th- I think it's really cool how they're incorporating these into it because if you if you scan the qr code it takes you to marvel unlimited and there's a every week you'll update and there'll be a new moon Knight issue you can read for free oh, nice so I, oh, I, I got to go back and read those then. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really cool that they're doing that and the way they're integrating real life into a Marvel show, I think. Are really those cool. big hints as to what we're going to see in the rest of these episodes? I, I don't know. Did you read the comics? So the one that uh, I think for this past episode was Werewolf by Night. Yeah, Werewolf by Night, yep. So I don't I don't know. Are we going to see the werewolf show? Ooh, that'd be cool. So what do you think about um, is there another person in the brain because we hear uh the security guy is talking to steven and he never says steven's name right he always says uh what does he call him scotty 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 or something yeah so is scotty that third personality in the brain do you think i don't know how people would feel about that just making up another personality because scotty there's no established Scotty for a Okay, so you think it's just a bad... I think I think it's just kind of a red herring. trying to mix humor into the episodes. Okay. Trying to, uh, I don't know, trying to give us this funny guy. What about some of our minor characters? Did you like the, uh, I don't know what her name is, but the museum curator girl? Oh, uh, the lady who, who knows nothing about what's going on with the, the museum. She's like, oh, yeah, the... Egyptian gods, whatever, go do inventory. <laughs> I thought I thought her character was hilarious, and it it, it she's she's irritating in the funniest way. Yeah, I I think her character is pretty good, and I really do love the way they're incorporating humor into the into the series because it doesn't feel like that normal Marvel forced humor. Not that all Marvel humor is forced, but it just has this subtlety to it. Mm. Like um, 
when I watched the first episode, I was just like, man, Steven, that's a pretty good character. I like the way Oscar Isaac is playing him. But then later, I, I was hearing everyone talking about how funny he was. I didn't even pick that up. I thought it was Oh, yeah, good. he was hilarious. Yeah, I didn't even you, pick you that didn't, up. You didn't pick up on humor in the first episode? No, I don't, I don't know what I was watching. I, I think my favorite joke of the, the first episode like, was, yeah. was the goldfish. Man. <laughs> so yeah, so he, awesome. he just shows up, you know, he, he he feeds his goldfish. He's like, oh, hi there, buddy. Hi. You know, feeding him. And then he comes back, what, the next day or something? And he's like, that's not my goldfish. That's that's a different goldfish. Because the, the first goldfish had a little Nemo thing going on. Uh-huh. Where one of his one of his fins were smaller. And then he came back and both of the fins were fine. So it's assumed that for some reason that fish died and... Mark replaced yeah. it. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, and I I really love that little detail in there because you also see him wake him in the bed. The sand is perfect around the bed and uh, the tape's still on the door. So Mark is doing his work. Like, we see Steven, he misses his date, which, you know, sucks for our boys. Yeah. But that was two days. Two days passed. So Mark is busy in Steven's body. Yeah. And it really, like, begs a question, like, How's Steven living a life? Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, to go back to earlier, I wonder how long Steven has been. Steven, how long he's been alive. Because if he's only been around for a couple months, because he he just started this gift shop job, I feel. Mm -hmm. From what I was getting from Donna and the people, because the security guy doesn't know his name yet. I feel like within a couple months, he would have at least caught on that his name isn't Scotty. Um, Then, you know, he would have... He, he would have been there longer, it would have been assumed. So, um, But it seems like he's only been there. Maybe he's only been in existence for a short time. Yeah, because we don't, we don't see any really other personal relationships he has. He's calling his mom, but mm-hmm. he gets voicemail every time. Yeah, let's talk, let's talk about his mom. What do you think about the mom? I, I, from what we've seen. Yeah, I, do you think that the mom is going to be a big character? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Because Maybe he'll come tie in later. But. Mark hasn't talked to his mom. Mm-hmm. That's that's clear. That's pointed out. And um, oh, and that that can also feed into Mark split all of his relationships into Stephen. Mm-hmm. So Stephen likes Layla. Stephen talks to his mom. Mm, okay. All that thing. So Stephen is taking control okay. of all so the relationships. We're aspects. thinking. So Mark created Stephen to do all of his uh, personal stuff. Yeah. But like then, money and whatever, because gift shop job, whatever. Job, yeah, okay. And then Mark is just the the mercenary in service. Steven country. might be the person okay. that Mark's, Mark wishes he could be. Maybe that's like his dream life, that he just wants to be a history buff who has a wife that has interests with him mm. and has a, a mom that he loves to talk yeah. to. And No, I like that theory that Mark created him. Because he... I think in the comics he does create him, but it's at a very young age, and they start off as uh, more of imaginary friends, and then it morphs mm. into its own thing. Yeah. So I think that'd be really cool if, in recent years, or maybe even maybe he's been part of him a lot longer than we think. Because in the comics he's an imaginary friend, right? Uh, which one's an imaginary well, friend? Well, when he's he's younger, it kind of starts off that way, but then it grows into alternate personalities, like you see okay. in the show. So, so do you think in the show that's yeah. how it started? Or do you think that Steven appeared because of the Conchu situation? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm intrigued to learn. 
Yeah, but it also talked about how Kanchu um, took over that body in particular because his brain is so broken. Yes, and I guess yeah. that's a callback to the comics. Yeah, so I guess he was broken before Kanchu got mm. involved. So this, yeah, we don't know how long Stephen's been a part of Mark, but we can assume that it's been a good, good while. Yeah, and if uh, so. So if he's been broken before, then are there more personalities? Yeah. I think that's hinting uh -huh. that there's going to be more personalities. And it's also hinting that since Arthur was the previous Moon Knight, how broken is Arthur, too? Mm -hmm. What in, in what way is Arthur broken? Does how he have multiple personalities? Yeah. Does he have some sort of different mental disorder that he's struggling with that is uh, that was a way of vulnerability for Kanchu to Yeah, does Kanchu weaken or... Uh, you know, uh, sneak on the prey, you know? Yeah. So, so let's talk about Arthur's motive some more. So yeah. what's Arthur's plan here? Uh, I, I'm not sure. What is his plan? Is it to rid the world of all people who are not in service of Ahmet? I don't know. So he, he's trying to get this, uh, what's the little thing called? Uh, scarab. Scarab. Yeah, yeah. He's trying to get the little scarab thing. And that is a compass yeah, to Amit's yeah. grave. I remember it now. And what's he going to do? Once he resurrect Amit. Yeah, is what I think they're trying to do. And then what'll happen? What, what's Amit going to do? I maybe I don't know. He'll battle Kanchu, and maybe Mark will die in the process too. And Mark is that episode six? I don't know. Hmm. I think that'd be really cool. But like I said, like I'm not going into the show with any expectations from this point on. I just want to be told a good story, and I want them to. Uh, I just want to be along the ride for it. Yeah. So what what would you say your favorite aspect of the show is right now? My favorite aspect of the show, um, I've got, I, I was thinking of a couple things. So uh, one of my favorite is the cinematography. Mm, I love how yeah. mirrors are a huge yes. part yeah. and reflections. So you see um, when Steven, I'm, I, I got to make sure I say the right name. Uh -huh. So Steven is sitting at the desk. And he's being confronted about the destruction of the bathroom that Mark did because he was beating up the the jackal in episode at the end of episode one. Uh, when he's being confronted, that's one of my favorite shots. It's a glass desk, and you see him in the reflection. And it's just the subtle reminders that Mark is always there. He's always watching, and he's always paying attention to what's going on. And... Uh, my another shot I like is after it was in the first episode. I think it was the first time that he talked to the golden guy, mm -hmm. the 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 statue dude who's always like this. Yes. Um, what do you think he'll have a bigger? I think he might. Show? Yeah. Either he might, or he's just a one off. Whatever. Yeah. He, either uh, he's either he's a big thing, or he's nothing at all. Yeah. So um, when he's walking away from him for the first time, it looks like. It's just a normal shot, and then the camera pans around, and it turns out it's a puddle facing in a different direction. So it's all a reflection. You were looking at a reflection of that whole thing, and I thought that that shot was awesome too. Yeah, I do. I think all the mirror stuff in the show is really good, especially how anytime you see a mirror, you're like, all right. Yeah, Mark, is Mark going to say gonna something? Appear, or Steven going to appear? I really love the whole dynamic to where – like, we only have a few main characters in this show, but you can literally just have a whole episode of 
Oscar Isaac talking to himself. Yeah. And it's just so good. That was almost all of episode one. He was by himself for a lot. And it's kind of reminded me of kind of low-key a little bit, you know, how uh, especially the scenes where he's looking in a mirror and he's talking to himself. It reminds me of when Loki interacts with different variants of himself. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of getting variant vibes from it. But, I mean, you know, it's not. But I actually wanted to... Wanted to look up the. Uh, I'm trying to find the, the actor for him. No, the golden guy's name. Oh, golden guy's name. Oh, yes, yeah. Because he. He's not sad, oh, is he? Crawley. Crawley. He's titled as Crawley in Crawley. the. Uh, um, IMDb page and Crawley is actually like a informant for Mark Spector. Oh, in so he comic. is in the. So I th- I think he will end up having a big. Yeah, career. I guess that every character that we've seen so far has been in the comics. Uh, those two police officers or the. Fake police officers. Mm. Uh, those are based on Billy and Bobby from the comics. Mm. And okay. I don't know anything about the comics, but that's what I heard. So. I don't remember those characters. You don't remember? The, they were the ones... Oh, from the comics? I or? remember them from the oh, show. Okay. okay. I was, yeah. So what do you think about those characters? Oh, they were cool. I liked how uh, you thought they were police at first. And then they did a good job at giving you some background on Mark in that scene in the car. And they're like... Uh, Ah, so you're Mark Spector because they have his passport and they can yeah. look up who he is, which is also supporting the idea that Mark is the main body holder. Yeah. But yeah, I like that little dive into Mark's past because I think they've done a good job at doing this. I probably said this already, but like I said, after the first episode, I thought they were just going to focus on Mark mm-hmm. from this point on. But I love that they're still making Steven a center point and they're also giving us good growth on Mark as we go too. Yeah, I like... Um... So when when Billy and Bobby were at the door and Stephen like is 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 hiding away, he's like, yeah, uh, there's there's nobody home right now, just uh, me and my fish. So I, I like that part. Um, I when they barged in, I was like, whoa, is that how cops are in in England? I don't know if they're allowed to just bust in without a warrant and they they go and search through his things. And I'm surprised they didn't. Hold up the gun out of that bag. They, they, the first thing they hold up is that passport. I think they did grab the gun at first. Did they? Yeah, okay. they must have. Yeah, they're like fake, fake passport. You know all this. No, I think they grabbed the gun and then they grabbed the passport. Yeah, no way they wouldn't have grabbed the gun. They came in at the worst time for. <laughs> I know he, for Steven. he couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you got. But so, I like how how that showed that Layla knows what to do. Uh huh. She took that scarab and she was out. You know, she knew the hide. She. But she didn't go far. She didn't like run away with it. She that showed that she still trusted uh, Stephen. That or Mark or Mark. Yeah. yeah, still trusted Mark, but trusted that something was going on and, and cared for 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 Mark still. So I think that how this this arc is going to go is they're going to find love again, and they're going to they're not going to sign those divorce papers. And I think that's going to be a main plot point going forward. Is they're going to there's going to be this debate over. So now that Mark's back in control. I think in this next episode, we're going to see Layla's going to say at some point, oh, I think I like Steven more. Really? I think we're going to see yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Or Steven is going to be favored. I over. was getting like a little bit of chemistry between Steven yeah. and Layla, you know. I, my, that thought came into my mind too. Not that they were going to end the show together. Yeah, because they, they, they had the poetry. They had the hieroglyphics thing. They had the, And then I like how Layla snapped out of it. She's like, well, I'm tired of this act <laughs> thing. So... Yeah, I'm excited to see how the relationship between Layla and Steven go and how Mark reacts to it. Yeah, I'm really excited to get more of Layla too, especially in, uh, we'll talk more about the cult and all the stuff going on in there. 
the cult of Ahmet. I don't know. Do they have an official name given to him? Um, sure. the, but, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm just excited to see more of that cult and to get more of Layla. Because you see, she's pretty resourceful in the scenes we've seen. She's beating up those dudes in that on the stairwell. and Yeah, and she's the next Moon Knight candidate, too. Yes, yeah. Did we talk about that yet? No, we haven't. No, Go for that's, it. that's pretty crazy. And it really explains why Mark is trying to push Layla away. So yeah, so I'm was that divorce just because she, he doesn't want? I think want her? so. Yeah. So Mark probably still. That might also be why. All right, so he's separating himself, turning himself into Stephen, or no, maybe. to separate himself to give them protection. Yeah. So I'm thinking like Stephen isn't a conscious choice of Mark. Mm-hmm. It just is happening. So maybe he's always struggled with uh, DID, but now that he knows that Layla is in danger of being the next Moon Knight candidate. He has to distance herself. But as Mark is pushing her away, Stephen is being formed in the back of his mind. Mark has no control over him. And then Stephen is wanting to pursue that relationship with Layla. So it's all working. Yeah, I really really like how how as Stephen is forming and learning the same abilities that Mark has because of the same body... um, we get to see an origin story as well as a character who's always been going on for a long time. So Mark, he already has all this backstory, but Steven is brand new. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's like best of both worlds. You get a sequel pretty much without a you know origin. And then you also get an origin story. Uh-huh. So you get both at the same I, time. I'm really loving that aspect of it. Yeah. Because your main character is Oscar Isaac. Mm-hmm. Whatever Oscar's doing on screen, I'm gonna be captivated by. And I want I'm invested in him as a person. But, yeah, I love that they gave a Mr. Knight to Steven and then Moon Knight to Mark. You know, they both have their own kind of super. Yeah, it's their own suit. Yeah. So he's, you know, Layla's like, summon the suit, summon the suit. And then that's, <laughs> that's Steven's idea of a suit. It's, it's you know, a nice, a nice formal suit. Yeah, Colonel and, Sanders. Yeah, <laughs> Colonel Sanders drop. I like that. So, yeah, some people were actually really upset with uh, the uh, Mr. Knight stuff. Really? What was it? What he's that? a lot more informative, and he's sort of like a Sherlock-type character mm. in the comics, but now they're just making him uh, Mark's or Steven's suit. But I really think they're integrating it pretty well. Well, Steven could still be very, um, very cognizant of what's going on. He could be that um, that detective side of... Moon Knight, sure, I can still see that. Yeah, like you said, we're seeing an origin story at the same mm. time as we're also seeing uh, Moon Knight story continue. Yeah. So, what yeah. do you feel about the violence in the show? Going in, uh, people were saying that it's going to be Daredevil levels of violence, Punisher levels of violence. And so far, the only thing that's violent that we've seen was the Jackal being stabbed on top of that stool. Yeah. I- I don't know. Do you, are you asking if I got like complaints about it or? How yeah. Do you I have any? It? What are your no, thoughts? No, I'm enjoying it. You're enjoying it. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it for what it is. It's Disney Plus. I'm not expecting Daredevil or Punisher stuff, mm-hmm. but it is. I think they haven't had to hold back on anything yet. Mm-hmm. They've been able to show us everything. Do you think we're going to see more violence coming up? I, yeah, of course. Yeah. Once like more, have, like escalated from there. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Okay. And we'll see if like it elevates to the point where. Uh, Mark and Moon Knight starting to have to murder people, and because we've only seen him fight the the jackals right now, mm-hmm. and I mean you can have 
characters. Do oh, he beat up effect. all those cult guys too. Oh, did he? Uh, yeah. Let's talk about that real quick. We didn't even talk about episode one too much. So in episode one, uh, we see Stephen yes, being yeah. whisked away to this place, and uh, every time that he's in danger, Mark takes over, uh-huh. and then. Bam! Steven's back awake, and he's, like, holding a gun, and he's driving a car, and he's like, how did this happen? How did this happen? And he, like, drops the gun, and <laughs> he's got blood on his face, and he's he has no idea what just happened. And I love how they're using... You can tell that it's a lower-budget show because of this. So they completely cut these, these scenes, because they're saving the budget for these last few episodes, I feel. So by nixing these fight scenes from the first two episodes, by making it invisible or by making the jackals invisible or by making the fights non-existent entirely because mark takes care of it and steven has no idea what's going on i love those cuts man yeah those are awesome because you're like whoa what just happened you get the same feeling that steven gets yeah and i think it's like it's such a clever way to do it because in marvel we've seen so many punch out scenes and just People getting beat up. Yeah, we've seen that before. We've seen it, but this we haven't seen something like this before, and it really kept kept the mystery going of what what's going on with mm-hmm. Stephen. So yeah, I really I do love that aspect. I love that you brought that up. Yeah, but yeah, you got you got a favorite standout scene that you've seen in the show. Favorite so standout scene? I from episode one, I really love that that car chase where yeah. he's. Where he, he just keeps going back and forth. And Mark's like, give me the body. Come on, Steven. Uh, that was really funny. He's like, did you just throw the gun? You know, that was a funny line. Because uh, Steven has the gun and and I guess he doesn't want to shoot it. So he throws it. Yeah. And Conchu's Ka- actually like, yeah, did you just like, throw the gun? Did you just throw the gun? I love how like with Conchu, they're making him like, they have like Venom voiceover. Mm-hmm. Not that Venom's the only one that can do that. They Conchu does that in the comics too, but... I just I love that it's it's that aspect to it because really you're just following one character you're following uh, Stephen or Mark whoever you're focusing on but then you also get Kachu who's following him around and then we're you get, all reacting to what's yeah, going on you get like one character but you get three built into it like like the Trinity <laughs> yeah <laughs> it kind of reminds me how um, you know when you're playing video games when you're younger and you've got only one controller. You're playing a one-player game, and then you get your siblings around you, and they're like, oh, come on, let me take the controller, let me take the controller. <laughs> yes. I can beat this boss battle. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's such a good analogy. Yeah. And, and it's like your littlest brother is on the controller, and he, he's just having such a hard time. He's like, no, no, I got this, I got this, and he keeps dying. <laughs> like, d- just, d- just, just hit that button. Yeah, just dodge, just dodge. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, in my favorite scenes are just any – I love all the mirror stuff, like you were mm-hmm. saying. Any scene where Mark and Steven get to interact is I just have really enjoyed in this show, and I'm just so ready for the ride. So, yeah, you got anything else? Do you have a favorite episode so far? Uh, I, lo- I loved episode two. Episode, episode two. one. I was, think it's getting better and better. Episode go. one was so good, but episode yeah. two, I think, like, just the amped up story and uh, just learning more about this world was yeah. just so good. I got a couple more questions about characters. Yeah. So, do you Let's know go. anything about... Um, Arthur and why he wears the sandals with the glass on them? I think it's like a cult thing. It's a cult you know, thing. It's a commitment. Maybe it's something he thinks he has to do for Amit mm. to atone for his sins. So maybe he is bad and he doesn't want to be judged by Amit, but th- by putting the glass in his shoes, kind of like a punishment for his sins. 
like a, a sacrifice of some kind yeah. to where he doesn't have to. Die. He's very self-righteous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In is. the worst way possible. <laughs> but, yeah, that that was a crazy opening shot to the show. You, you have no idea what's going on. Like, yeah, I actually saw a meme where it was someone putting Legos into a shoe. Oh, man. And then walking with them. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think we'll – so we already went over Crawley. We'll see him again. Probably. I'm guessing we will. We have uh, if we don't, then I'll be upset. Yeah, they've set him up to be a um, character. I'm hoping we see the mom. Um, I'm hoping we see uh, more of that relationship between Layla, Mark, and Steven. Um, I'm hoping we see... Uh, do you think we're done at the at the museum? Do you think we're I done think there? I think we are. I, we'll probably go back there in later episodes. But, I mean, this past episode, you see Mark in Egypt. With the t- yeah, so I think pyramid. we're. Do you even think we're done with that whole um, uh, England thing? We might be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I I can see that. So yeah, what do you think's next? What do you think's next for for we, Mark? Do you think I've, that for the rest of these episodes, Stephen's gonna be taking a backseat? I think I think we'll at least get an episode where Stephen is backseat to Mark. Okay. And we'll get to see what Mark's up to and get to know his character more mm-hmm. and care about him. Yeah, maybe these first two episodes, since they were Stephen-focused, next two episodes will be Mark-focused, and the last two they'll try to figure out how to work together. Yeah. Because we'll see the detective side of Mr. Knight. Do you think we'll see that in uh, this? I'd like to see that start growing. Yeah. Because so Oscar Isaacs is actually only signed on for just this Marvel project. He's not signed on for more. So we'll oh, he signed on for Across the Spider-Verse. Oh, of course. <laughs> MCU project. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe maybe Across the Spider-Verse will merge with uh, Moon Knight. How do you think... Um, <laughs> hey, yeah, how do you think Moon Knight's going to tie in? Do you have any idea of how it's going to tie into either Multiverse or Love and Thunder or anything coming up, Miss Marvel? I'm thinking right now, I don't think they have big tie-in plans right now. I think they just want to tell us a Moon Knight origin story. And then there's going to be some post credit scene at the end of the show that'll set up either. We'll see. Thunder we'll or, see Morbius and Vulture, and it's we're going to find out that it's in the the Sony verse. And, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! And then Moon Knight and uh, Vulture and <laughs> and Morbius are going after Spider Man. Dude, if they did that, I. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I don't think they have bigger tie in plans, and. Maybe maybe they do because in so Thor Love and Thunder the villain is Gore the God Butcher and right now we're learning a lot about gods. Okay. So maybe maybe Gore will tie into that. Somehow. Maybe that could be a post credit in Love maybe and Thunder. Maybe comes from Moon Knight or Amit. Yeah. But no, I don't think I don't think Moon Knight's going to have those big tie-ins. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think so that's about all we got to say about Moon Knight. What's what's next for us? Are we so next for us? So we're doing our uh, uh, Marvel theatrical released watch through so we're watching through every theatrically released marvel movie and so we started with howard the duck you know we've done uh what did we do after that after we did that was blade blade then we did x-men 2000 and now we're on blade 2 blade right? 2 so yeah if you guys want to join us on that journey we'd be more than happy to have you blade 2 should be coming out later this week or has already come out we're not sure yet depending on when this episode comes. i'm hoping this comes out before blade Two episode. I'm hoping we can get this out knocked yes. out by like Saturday. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So, uh, I mean, you guys already know because <laughs> you're listening to this right now when uh-huh. it's going to come out. But uh, the sooner we can get this out, then the sooner it'll be more relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're going to be watching Blade 2. 
Uh, do you think we'll do an episode three episode for Moon Knight, yeah, or do you think uh, we'll do I'd, three and four? I'd love to be back. We'll do definitely do a three and four. I don't know if we'll do a three, but we're definitely going to cover the rest of the show in some yeah. format. But uh, yeah, if if you guys aren't already following us on Instagram, make sure you go check us out on Multiverse Monologues. And uh, you got anything you want to plug? Um, I, I got nothing. I've got okay. my Instagram, but I don't post anything yeah. anything on, Marvel related. So. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Multiverse Talks. I like to promote the podcast and also just talk. Any underscores all, with that? All or? Things nerd. No, just Multiverse Talks. Multiverse I like talks. to talk. I mostly tweet about The Walking Dead and Daredevil and uh, the MCU. But uh, you you watching any shows right now? You want to let the Oh, yeah. Uh, right now, I... Uh, well, I just finished Guardians of the Galaxy of the Game. If I can talk about that for a yeah, second, man. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy of the Game... Um, they really square Square Enix redeemed themselves. So they put out the Avengers game, and that I heard just sucked. It was so bad. They got all the characters wrong, and the gameplay was garbage. The story was garbage. Uh, but I heard it was like the first, no, the the most recent Doctor Doom thing. I love to see Doctor Doom and and more things. So if we can get more Doctor Doom in in these coming shows, but that'd be awesome. But Guardians of the Galaxy. The gameplay was fantastic. The story, man, if you haven't played Guardians of the Galaxy and you have a way to play it, it's on Game Pass uh, for Xbox, and it's like 10 bucks or 15 bucks for PlayStation if you want to buy it. Um, they delve into every single character in the Guardians, um, you know, the, the Guardians. Yeah. So, so you got Drax, you got Gamora, you got Groot, you got Rocket, and you got Peter. And then, uh, so you get to learn about Peter and his mom. You get to learn about, uh, in this version in this universe drax was the one who killed thanos mm. so you get to hear about how um he still thinks thanos is out there and gamora is there so she's like yeah i just really want to you know I, I i'm the thanos killer you know i killed thanos they both think that they killed thanos for some reason maybe i interpreted it wrong but um gamora just really hated thanos too very similar to the movie one rocket you get to hear about his backstory and how he came to be from the uh, from the planet he was grown in so he was he was like a test tube raccoon pretty much he was created in this lab and um had this thing on his back where they'd they'd give him an intense amount of pain Mm -hmm. and that would see where he would test his limits for pain tolerance and all that stuff and then Groot we don't get to hear much about Groot because we can't understand him but uh, you I'm, hear, sure, I'm sure he gave a lot of emotional monologues. Yeah, there. I'm sure he did. With a, I am Groot. <laughs> so that'll be cool. Um, and uh, yeah. Oh, what do you think they're gonna do for I am Groot now that Vin Diesel has no voice? He's what, retired. Did he lose his voice? Yeah, you didn't hear about that. No. So Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel over uh, this past week, he was diagnosed with this disease where he can't formulate words. He cannot talk anymore. Is this real? Yeah, he's retired now. Well, and it wasn't an April Fool's thing because it came out before. And that would be a terrible this? thing. Wow. So uh, let me pull it up real quick. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, with. So if you guys don't know, Vin Diesel voices Groot. Um, and he. Um, Where's it at? He he voices. He better not have been. What? Do not see it anywhere no. out there. Will what? <laughs> Dude, don't tell me that was an April Fool. Don't tell me. What? 
I don't. <laughs> I can't find if it was an April Fool's joke. That would be a terrible April Fool's joke. Okay, well, I'll, you I'll have get the this confirmed. Of it? No, I don't. Uh, All right. So, guys, based on the intel Mikey just gave us, uh, Vin Diesel might have a voice. He might not. I didn't hear anything about it. I feel like that's something I would have heard about if it was real. But um, I don't know. Maybe Micah got punked and he. Dude, I better not have been, been carrying this with him. What? I can't find it. I can't find it. All right. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll say that he's fine then. Okay. Um, I thought this was big news, <laughs> but guess not. Okay. Well, I highly recommend Guardians of the Galaxy, the game. Uh, great. Some side characters that we see in there. We see Cosmo for the first time in uh, in like a, a kind of live setting. So that was cool. We got to hear a lot about his motives and things. We get to hear about um, Nikki, who is... Um, she she's gonna play a new character. Uh, what's what was her character? I forget. She's got a she's got a um, like an orange hair thing. She's she's like Adam. She's like Adam uh, Warlock. Adam Warlock. Yeah. Okay. She's like another Adam Warlock because she gets her powers from the Soul Stone. Yeah. Okay. So um, she was she was a very cool part of the story, um, and we get to see Adam Warlock. Way more than we do in the MCU. I'm hoping we get to see Adam Warlock in the MCU pretty soon. Oh, uh, yeah. Because he was teased in Guardians 1. Yeah, he's uh, supposed to be a big character in Guardians 3. Yeah. So you'll get your wish there. All right, sweet. So, yeah, I don't want to spoil too much about Guardians of the Galaxy the game, but uh, I highly recommend. Yeah, all right. I highly recommend playing it. It was like a 10 to 20 hour game. So lots of fun. I'm not a big video game player, but I mean, this week, the the Skywalker saga. Yeah, I'm right. playing through that right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I've just beaten Maul, so I'm, I'm not too far in. But Better Call Maul. Better Call Maul. Speaking of that, I'm I'm doing a rewatch of Better Call Saul just to get caught up for uh, season six coming the, I think, the 18th of April. So, yeah, I'm doing that. And, of course, I'm trying to stay up to date with my Walking Dead content. But other than that, nothing really new going on with me. All right. Yeah, Sounds all good. Right. I think yeah. that's about all. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we'll see you next week. Hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic week. Dude, there's no way. <laughs> Who was it that had a... Dude, did you get punked? I better not have. <laughs> was it some other celebrity? Uh, ben, I don't know when you want to put this in, uh, but it was actually Bruce Willis. I got him mixed up. It was Bruce Willis who um, was diagnosed with aphasia. Yes. And, um, and that, that I did see. Yeah. But... Ben, don't don't put this part in the podcast. Just make make me seem like a make fool. Make Micah seem like a fool for All right. thinking Groot. Uh, <laughs> for thinking Vin Diesel and and Bruce Willis were the same person. Can't get my bald headed, deep voice actors from action movies right. That's uh, that's not awesome, but that's hilarious. All right.